0: live on Facebook so hello everyone on
1: Facebook the stream isn't going the stream should
2: be going now hopefully it'll be going now Uh, there it goes All right. yeah I guess whenever I hit uh, Facebook and hit this one it meshed up and didn't click on one of them so things so sorry about that guys (laughs) (laughs) we are now live on Twitch in the chat I'm like
1: yeah Xander and I together simultaneously (laughs) yeah (laughs) So for the people on Twitch,
2: to, to let y'all know that um, we got some new equipment uh, so we can stream some better quality uh, painting stuff. Um, since I'll be doing that on a podcast, I guess a bunch more. I'll be working on another Blood Bowl, and I started working on a few other things. So other than that, Kathy, what are you drinking tonight?
1: The old standby, my Sapphire Gin, which I love so much because I can taste the juniper berries in it. Yum, 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 mixed with a good old-fashioned tonic. No coffee? And I was going to say, and also, of course, coffee. Although my coffee is almost gone because I've been uh, guzzling it in the pre-ramble.
2: What? (laughs) Let's see. John, what are you going to be drinking today?
0: Oh, I'm going to start with a shot of my Jim Beam apple that's almost empty. And Ooh. then uh, follow up with uh, this screwdriver I made. That's certainly not too much vodka in it.
2: Not, not just a little.
1: Does the Beam apple go well with something that has a caramel flavor?
0: Um, I haven't tried with any of the caramel flavor. I've mostly just mixed it with Sprite, and it is very good with Sprite.
1: Because that sounds like it'd be kind of yummy, like caramel apple kind of, you know?
0: Yeah, maybe. I'd have to give it a shot, but I have not uh, tried that. Just
1: a I'm shot, good, just
0: <laughs>
2: God, oh God. us! you uh, I am drinking another Old Russ Butan, um, to go uh, with, with my uh, Russian imper- another Imperial Russian Stout. So I didn't even
0: know that was a real song until someone mentioned, I saw it online. I'm like, oh, that's a real song. Oh you're my God! Kidding? Why would I be kidding?
2: Because you're with us. All right, fair. But,
1: <laughs>
0: I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I just never no heard the to... song. I never, all I would ever said was rah-rah-raspoutine and something else. And I'm like, that's lyrics you could make up.
1: Lover of the Russian Queen. Yep. Yeah.
2: Well, guys. Boiled
1: in lead does that song. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about, uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I'll stop now.
2: Here's everybody. Thanks for coming in, guys. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Cheers.
2: Oh, Damn, it's a good beer that's tasty you're not taking it all at once no no you're just sipping so, it
0: the rules of drinking if someone hands you a shot and you don't know what it is or you've never had it before you take that shit like a shot
1: unless if you know what it is know, because no, no.
0: no. If, if you don't know what it is and someone hands it to you just take it as a shot Think, thank you take the shot <laughs> Trust no. me. it's better
1: I I would agree with you ninety nine point five percent. But when someone handed me uzo and I retch at the smell of licorice, Ugh. I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm sorry, Damon. I can't do it.
2: Oh no. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Um, okay, I'm gonna go and switch over. going and go to the uh, painting cam. Go and get that painting started cam. up. And uh, John, what are we talking about today?
0: uh god i have no idea we're supposed to talk about something uh we're going to talk Ooh, about like why we play the games it. we play the,
1: the games we love and and why we like them so much the device is not available what does yep, that even mean like my camera
2: shut down for a second i'll have to restart my Aww. camera
1: but we can still hear your dulcet tones right
2: yep there we go Excellent. got it okay. i just had to. i was tweaking it earlier today to make sure it was working so, let me get over here. Um, like I said, I'm going to be working on my my dwarf blood bowl that I was working on last week. Sweet. Sweet, sweet. Y'all should tell me how this is coming in and if it looks all right. Cause I'm... It
1: looks good.
2: Because it will be right about here. I
0: kind of missed the whole zoom in the camera <laughs> in and everything, but uh, this is much better sweet. and immediately good. Yep.
2: Ooh, yeah. I got it all set up, got a little nice little arm, so if I need to move it it's around a bit got beard armor too. Nah, no, I'm gonna paint I'm gonna paint that like hair. I just dry brushed it and didn't oh. care what it looked like.
0: Looks like beard armor like the uh the Kadoran. They're not Kador, they're whatever they're Cardon overlords, the, the steampunk dwarves. Oh I know sorry about
1: armor? Yeah, yeah they know. like like
0: their helmet has like armor covering their beard too. mm mm-hmm.
1: I feel like if I was a dwarf, I'd have to let that shit fly into battle. <laughs> right. I, you can't cover that greatness up.
0: Well, apparently these guys do. I mean, I guess oh. it's because they steampunk and they don't want to get burning they're, embers. They're, shit in their That's they're, tough wussy,
1: they're wussy dwarves in that world. Uh,
2: yeah. Wussy, wussy I mean, dwarves? Well,
0: they're just the opposite of the, the fire slayers who are like,
1: Armor, fuck armor, let's go! <laughs>
2: All right, so our topic today is why do we play games and what keeps us playing those games? Um, and we're going to talk about, I know Kathy was going to talk about one that she really, really liked and was, hey, check this out. Adepticon Synthetic Series brush. Oh, yeah, I've
1: got a few of those floating <laughs> around here.
2: So, John, let's talk about, wh- actually, let's go with Kathy because uh, she's really excited about Blood Bowl.
1: And so yeah, we're just talking about Blood Bowl in the pre ramble and yep. and John and I have both played that game for years. Yes. And Gonzo is just getting into the new iteration of Blood Bowl with his dwarves. And uh, and when I started well, so the whole reason I even started to play Blood Bowl and this may be the reason why I played any game is uh I like to be social and I find games to be a a good vehicle for you know meeting people and being social and when I moved down here to live with Jim to Chicago from Minnesota I didn't know anyone anyone and he and his friends played Blood Bowl and I had you know with my friends up in Minnesota years earlier Played uh, Warhammer fantasy role play, mm-hmm. and my my brother and, and some of our friends also played uh, 40k and fantasy like in the early 90s. So I was I was kind of familiar with that. Like I had I had made up a chaos army, like in like 1990 for Warhammer, and then I realized that you need models to go with it. So I never played. Because yeah, I did not have models, and neither did I have an income with which to buy them.
0: Those books so, came with card little little cutouts in the back. They uh they didn't they didn't do the same thing. It was not no. the same thing.
2: So, <laughs>
1: yeah, so I, I didn't play, and but Blood Bowl once I was introduced to that, and that was like in uh, two thousand is when I moved down here, and I'm like, well, this seems kind of similar, like you know the stat line and everything the and the fluff and everything I was familiar with. So, and I watched my brother and my brother, I watched my friends play in, and I'm like, I think I could do this. This looks like fun. You know, it's half board game, half miniature game, mm-hmm. you know, I'll give this a try. And so then I had to decide what team to play. They're like, well, what team do you want to play? I'm like, geez, uh, do they have chaos? <laughs> like returning to my roots of 1990, way back when I was looking through my brother's uh, fantasy rule books. And, like, I like corn and uh, Beastmen, and that was—I mean—that was the first thing I—I le- I remember I had Beastmen. It was all corn. It was bloodletters. It was fleshhounds, you know. And so, of course, my Blood bloodbowl team was chaos, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what the hell I was doing and you're, you know you're
0: hitting people that's what you yeah. do. yeah
1: well with chaos that's what you do yeah and yep. it took me a while to figure out that you can only use horns with you know the one blitz. guy on the yeah. blitz and i thought that was pretty lame actually it kind of i feel like that hamstrung the team like why can't all four of your guys you know use horns
0: <laughs> well two could if you got the right special play card so you get a second blitz for one turn
1: that's going to go really yeah. old school Oh, yeah. yeah oh the special play and that was uh they were still using the special play cards, those old ones when I first started playing mm-hmm. those were so there were there were many years of living rulebook after that, um in which to uh to make the game better and and I feel like it really was an improvement more
0: balanced I wouldn't say yeah. better I would definitely well, say more balanced
1: more balanced, yeah true enough
0: because that game was a hoot like back in the day like someone could get the right special play cards like i drew one like oh i got three special play cards i'm looking i'm like all three of these stop a touchdown my opponent is not scoring this game
1: banana peel yeah
0: <laughs> I fun, like it's like oh i've got my you know scaven with long legs and sprint i'm gonna totally score on turn one and i'm like banana, I'm like banana
1: peel yeah. oh look you you're, slipped i
0: uh, cracked armor and you're dead we're done
2: yep. here uh, we had a brutal. talk about that. It was brutal. There was brutal. Oh. Uh, there was a guy that plays uh, orcs of goblins, and he has a troll, and he had a goblin, and he had uh. the blitz card. <laughs> so ball was kicked off. He chunked the goblin at the ball. Goblin caught, you know, because you can throw goblins. And chunked the goblin to the ball. Goblin got the ball. Goblin ran in for a touchdown before the game even started. Yeah,
1: Happens. I've seen I have seen that Jim was a master of uh of goblins. He had the uh the goblin team the mimes of Moria. Mimes. And uh yeah. so all his guys were converted and painted to look like uh French street mimes including the trolls. Yeah. <laughs> the, the trolls had like these little berets, you know, cocked at an angle and the one had like the cigarette hanging out the side of his mouth and Oh, my God. A wine glass in his hand. and uh, That was the good old days. And that's when I had my Nurgle team. Because, you know, when I started a new team, it was still chaos. Uh, I
0: actually started... So, when I started, I started playing with two other guys who were running all the teams through a uh, sort of NFL-style schedule. And they just needed more people to switch out and play. There were three of us. We ran through that. We learned on... Uh, I think we used a minute 30 time turns, which is hectic as crap. Oh, yeah. So I learned real quick. Um, and the first team I actually got for myself was actually humans because uh, this just did you, you can actually play football with these rules. Yes. <laughs> like, that's what I liked about it. I was getting into football. You know, I hadn't really followed it much when I was younger. Um, but it's getting into football guys game like you, you can actually play football like football plays work in this game. Yeah, and oh yeah. I was sold at that point and I played it for a long time. Uh when I had my store I ran a couple different long standing leagues. It was great. It was it was one of our Monday night go-tos. Yeah. Uh, it was had... uh, it good stuff. Um I haven't played it in years unfortunately, but
1: That's how I am. We had we had Wednesday night leagues at the uh at the Chicago Battle Bunker. Mhm. And uh, and just met some great people there who have become really my closest friends. And it was really due to playing Blood Bowl at the bunker um, that I even heard of Adepticon or even went to Games Day for the first time. You know, so it really just sort of like opened up everything to us. And that was we only heard about it because there was a guy who bought one of our painted Blood Bowl teams, and he's from England, and he's like, I'm coming over to the U.S., and I'm going to be, like, 45 minutes away from your house, so you got to come visit me. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah. B- Blood Bowl was sort of my gateway drug into the bigger miniature game because, actually, the guy I was playing with was uh, just one of the guys I played Friday Night Magic with, and, you know, Magic Whenever, and he's like, hey, you should go over and try this, because he knew I'd played some minis games here or there uh yeah shock of shocks i was actually a role player and a card gamer long before i touched miniature games
1: yes
0: it's it's actually surprising considering what i do nowadays but yeah so uh yeah that all started there and uh played for years a lot of good fun times um it's still like i said i, I got rid of a ton of models i gave to my buddy to, to ebay but i kept my human blood Bowl team because they're not going away
1: yeah yeah, that's how it is with my Nurgle team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jim still has his goblins. You know, those aren't going anywhere.
0: I, I sold my ex-wife's goblins. She gave me permission. She's like, I don't need any of those models anymore. Just get rid of them. You know, do whatever you want. So I'm like, all right. I'm not going to keep the goblins. Just keep the humans. No point in keeping more. Than- I mean, I, like I said, I haven't played it in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2010-ish was the last time I played. That was a league at uh, the old uh, GW headquarters. Um, we didn't even, get, didn't even get to finish that season, unfortunately. You know, we were stuck, like, in the semifinals. We had, like, a semifinal game to go, then, a, then the finals. Uh, we just didn't get a chance to, uh, to finish it off. But that uh, was a hell of a league because I was so upset in the quarterfinals when I was playing the Amazons, and they scored a fucking touchdown on me. Doesn't sound like much, but when through the entire league no one had scored a single point against you, you're like, "Damn <laughs> it! Someone scored a touchdown. This shit's not good." <laughs> but no, it's a good fun game. Uh, I'm glad they brought it back, even if I haven't had a chance to play it. Uh, it's just weird locally. Not not all this stuff uh, comes up. But uh, that's Blood Bowl. Gonzo, you should talk about something. We just rambled about Blood Bowl for quite some time. Well, I was, you I know.
1: Can't...
2: Yeah. Okay. Let me. Um. I'm gonna talk about the first miniature, big miniature game I played, mm-hmm. uh, and that was Warhammer Fantasy. It was the. F- uh, rest in peace. Yeah, I had. <laughs> I had moved down from Texas, and I had sold a bunch of Magic cards to this one game <laughs> shop, uh, and that's how I made my first six months worth of money.
0: Oh, magic cards. Yeah. Keeping people out of the poorhouse.
2: For a long in time. The
0: early days, oh yeah.
1: yeah. I, but, I got a computer with my magic cards. I'll hail my Black Lotus. I,
0: I, I, I'm i going to pull a shot up Warhammer Fantasy. Rest in peace. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.
2: Wow. All right. That's good beer. So, um, they gave me a certain amount of cash and then a certain amount of trade. Oh, which, yeah. Is Even to better. It. Even better. So I bought a wood elf army. I've always been someone that likes, you know, wood elves and. This was my first fantasy army, too. Yeah, and, and shooting. And, you know, I was like, yeah, this really. Whoops, dropped my miniature. Really.
1: I would have killed you all.
2: I, it was one of my favorite <laughs> armies. Cool. And so I bought into it, bought a bunch of stuff, started painting and playing. Never painted miniatures before. Um, started playing in some local tournaments and was having a lot of fun. And this is back whenever, you know, if you killed the general, the entire (laughs) army had to make a route test. And if they failed, they just ran off the board. Probably fourth edition. Yeah. I can't remember what edition it was, but I, uh, I was playing in a tournament and it was when Wood Elves got, uh, a, uh, a, a forest in the middle of the board <laughs> and so i was like okay cool i'll put um, yeah and then i'm like all right cool i'll put the uh way watchers or something like that they were like this way watchers yeah yeah a, you know really top unit and i gave the way watcher uh leader um an arrow of slain or something like that it was i can't remember <laughs> what it was Oh, i'm with you 100 percent. and so i got first turn And I was playing against Bretonians. And his general was sitting out there, no problem. And so I shot his general, killed his general, and his entire army went off the board. And I went, wow, that kind of sucks.
0: That was the dark days. Balance was not necessarily a thing that existed.
2: Yeah, and I was like, "Mm, you want to re-rack and just do this again? And I won't shoot your you Feel
1: bad, drink more beer, mm. eat more pretzels.
2: <laughs> it was just that was my first big step into miniature gaming. And when that happened, I was like, Wow, that's kind of a bit broken.
0: Yeah. But back in the day you didn't worry about it so much because no one had too much of an ego about it. Like you say, just let's re rack and play again. Cool, yeah. let's go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I had a conversation with uh, my friend uh Damon Booker. He's the one uh doing the doing Oscon that I'm going to and him and I had a conversation about that recently, about, you know, the competitive nature of games now. Because when I was playing, you know, fantasy and...
0: That's a whole podcast, form. sir. Yeah. You
2: could do a whole podcast yeah. on that. It, it 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 brought up some old memories with this. And I remember, you know, if I got my butt whooped at a game, I got my butt whooped at a game. But I didn't... It wasn't about butt whooping. It was about having fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But in fact, we should
0: put that uh, put a quirk in that and put that is for a future topic because I we could talk a lot about that and we should Absolutely. probably do it justice.
2: Yeah, especially
1: maybe our post Depticon, we can talk about oh, yeah. that after. Oh, yeah, yeah, After witnessing all those tournaments and stuff.
2: Well, yeah, because yeah. we can definitely do that because since it's a huge forty k scene, and I know that they're gonna be looking at some really you know tricky stuff this time.
1: Huge forty k, huge Age of Sigmar. You're gonna have your you're crazy, uh, as you know, uh, war machine uh, people there.
0: But let's be honest, Adepticon is pretty much the standard of game uh, of tournaments now. So right. of, uh, of conventions, yeah. it's the gold standard. Yeah.
2: So it's I mean, but...
0: for someone who remembers when it came about. It was just a little forty k tournament in Chicago. It was, like, it was just
1: like fifty guys playing forty k. Yeah. you
0: guys for making it big. But yeah, so plus fantasy.
1: you're sixteen now. So yeah. Goddamn.
2: <laughs> but I mean, it it it, cool. it it brought up memories about when did and, and I'm not just saying this I'm not I'm not going to get too deep into it. When did games become more than that? <laughs> yeah, and so I sure. started thinking about of all the other games I used to play that you know were super fun, but there wasn't a huge competitive nature. When
1: they started giving Battle incredible tech. prize support,
2: mm. yeah, a well bit of that. I, I, like let's, not, let, let's put a cork in it because yeah. I could
0: really go off for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. Because,
2: yeah. So. because like Necromunda, that's another game I really, really liked when I was oh. playing miniatures because it was a campaign. That's what yes. I liked about it. I liked the campaign style games where my army and units upgrade, downgrade, stuff
0: dies. And you're like, yeah. oh crap, you know, uh, you know, so and so died. That's really disappointing. All your guys had names. Someone yeah. came in like, yeah. I haven't named that guy yet. I'm like, why haven't you named that guy yet? The only acceptable reason is because he hasn't done anything spectacular. That was and like my blood does.
1: bowl. My blood bowl. All everybody on my roster had had their name, you know. Oh, yeah. I had all my warriors. I had heads. I had sassy. I had stretch. I had, you know. <laughs> I had get one all
0: guy guys. Painting, uh, so was it the uh, one of the guys had chaos team and his um one of his warriors was painted up like red. He looked like a Campbell soup can. <laughs> but he called him the Red Bear, and we called him Campbells. So when I painted up that same guy, I just called him Lord
2: Soup. <laughs> Lord Soup. <laughs> it
0: was the same model. Everyone got the joke.
2: That's hilarious. You know, stuff
0: awesome. like that. Like, yeah. yeah. All my dwarves like have... You named your characters. If yeah. You your fantasy, you named your characters because you had so few of them. Because really, you had like like a general and three heroes. You could name four guys. It's not a big deal. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah, all yeah, my uh... dwarves have names. Like, I got like Stubtoe Johnson or something. You know, just stupid names that I, oh, yeah. I looked up. So, I mean, but yeah, but yeah, that's, that's what we came down to. I was like, that was the, the fun part of, it was an extension of role-playing, and that's the best way to put it.
0: And that's what fantasy was originally. It was an extension of role-playing. Like, we want to do yeah. mass battles for sort of like a role-playing thing, and that's what they did. Uh, yeah,
1: absolutely, uh, yeah. Fantasy
0: was great, but quickly became sort of the most competitive of the GW games, yeah. because that's just sort of how they did it. Yeah. I mean, it lent itself. It was a very precise game, and I, I think that's why GW let it go is because that's not where they wanted to go anymore, mm-hmm. and the players wouldn't let it go, no matter what they did. Because uh, I actually didn't dislike Eighth Edition with like the weird terrain, you know, ghost fences and crazy shit like that. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I never played games that seriously, you know, for most part. So that's cool, but the players, uh, I was listening to a Warhammer podcast in Australia, I forget the name of it, but uh, they were really cool dudes and they didn't really like it because it was like, it was too random and kind of old school, let's say and they really wanted very competitive. Mm -hmm. That's how they were. And I think that's sort of why it died, is because it was not what GW wanted the game to be. And sometimes the only way is to just put a bullet in it and start fresh
2: well, talking about that, and I know we're not going to talk about competitiveness, but um, we have a pretty decent size of uh, Kings of War army, uh, Kings of War people, and we have some a lot of people that come from out of town to play in it because it's a big size thing. And I was talking to the guy that runs it, our our local uh, store owner, and I was like, "How many rounds are you are playing?" And he says, "Well, there'll be a winner, or there'll be an undefeated after six, but we're playing eight because we want to play a bunch of games, and then we'll just take the best standing after eight games." And I was like, you know what, that's not a bad idea, because then you, you know, everybody gets to play a bunch of games against a bunch of different people, you all hang out, you all, you know, just have a good time. But I was like, that's probably about the only way that you could do that was with that game. You couldn't do it with some of the other tournament games, because if you were to take War Machine and Horde and say, hey, we're playing nine rounds no matter what, and we'll just take who has the best score at the end... Uh, it'll be, you know, hell would break loose, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: But, I mean, he he brought back a fairly valid point about people just wanted to play games and have fun.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what fantasy was back in the day, was playing games and have fun. That's why they had yeah. the allies rules. Like, I want to play wood elves, but, you know, there's not wood elves, I don't love wood elves, but I have some of these high elves I had bought or gotten out of the box set, so I'm going to throw them in as allies. That's yeah. why that stuff existed. And it was cool. You know, no one took it too seriously. It was it was a good time. But, uh, you know, everything evolves. And they sort of evolve going with what the people want until a point where you have to, you know, change everything.
2: Yeah, and I think that's the reason what started me playing mm-hmm. was the fun. And it was like, oh, this stuff really does stuff that I would have done in a role-playing game
0: mm-hmm. yeah. type stuff. It's really surprising because whole... I would have figured you started in a skirmish scale game with your role-player guy because that's skirmish is sort of the next step from role-playing well that's the
1: whole reason why i wanted to do uh fantasy back in 1990 and play with my brother and our other friends who we played the uh the warhammer fantasy role-playing game with because that to me was an extension of the role-playing game and the only reason i didn't actually play is because again i had no models and no income (laughs) you know with which to buy them so
0: (laughs) back in the day yes My, my my I don't know what you're talking about. My, my uh, allowance cannot cover models.
1: And it not. was all That's mail funny. order back then, too, you know?
0: That's oh, because you lived near a Games Workshop store. There was a games Work, two Games Workshop stores in, Mar- in the greater Maryland area back in the day.
1: Yeah, at the time, I was living in uh, the suburbs of the Twin Cities. So. Yeah,
0: so not so much.
2: Hey, I need some painting advice real quick, Kathy. Yeah?
1: Nice
2: how, how do I highlight and darken his beard? I'm doing it with red.
1: You use a lighter color and then you use a darker color? Like,
2: what, what lighter color should I be using? <laughs> what darker color should I be using, Turd head
1: <laughs> Oh, that's exactly
0: what I would have said. <laughs> oh, I swear. That's I actually...
1: why we need to hang out, John. I, I, um, I, I, I'd take, like, a skin color for a highlight for a red. See, I haven't... Like sort of peachy... Uh, Light skin color as a highlight because it's not going to be pink that way.
0: Okay. That's what I do on my base is I do a a, a fleshy color as the uh, highlight for them because they're kind
2: of reddish. Okay,
0: that'd work. I mean, you even
1: a for... red
0: highlight.
2: Yeah, I got color the Kado red highlight. I
0: think of uh, uh, doing your doing something like uh, if you take sanguine base and water it down a bit, that'd give you a good deep. That's, a, that's what hand. I was
2: thinking. is doing that was a sanguine highlight as my darker and just like make it as a wash.
0: Why are you asking me then?
2: I you know was what? asking. I
0: would to...
1: take, uh, it, in a crazy world, and here's what I do, because I'm crazy. Take a little black with your red, like you were saying you like to do, you know, for mm. uh, a shading. Just take a tiny bit of black and add that to your red to uh, get your dark color. Okay. Let's do that. And then, after you do that, do your highlight after. And do it with... uh that? What's that? private your press flush tone? Like I don't see it on my carousel anymore.
0: Adrian flush? Is that sort scrum- it... reddish one? The sort of darker Indian sort of tone.
1: Yeah. Town? Okay. Yeah.
2: I think I got some of that. Adrian mm-hmm. flush. All right. All right. Yeah,
1: so. because it's nice and light, but it's not going to be that crazy orange, bright.
2: Color. Yeah, like hot red highlight. Um. So we we were talking about when we got into game. What's keeping everybody playing games nowadays? Because that's going to be the real kicker. That's something well, we got me, our talk. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let,
0: let me get the. I want to get the chat rooms. What they got into games with. Oh, gotcha. Go ahead. I'll throw a couple comments their way. Um, Scotty, but he started with Warzone. Don't you Remember Warzone when it first came out? Anyone? No.
1: That's so long ago. That is so long ago.
0: I feel old. Uh, I remember Warzone when it came out because uh, the local store I worked at, I was manager at, actually got it. And man, we loved just having a different option. It was super cool, all metal bottles, Totally different than GW. It was really cool to get into. Wasn't uh, that
1: Kev White sculpting uh, those models too? At least some of them.
0: Could have been, yeah. Core it was, Zone,
1: just, yeah. They it was very really cool models.
0: Different feel, which was great. Um, of course, the rules were. I mean, now I would call them mediocre. That's a problem, but it was also a slightly smaller scale, which made everyone excited. But we, we played the crap out of it for a bit and then just went back to 40k. Um, let's see. So, uh, Xander Vorlord, his first was Mage Knight. My oh. condolences, Xander. Oh, my gosh.
1: I, I mean, I've only heard the name. I don't know anything about the game.
0: Mage Knight was... So I worked at uh, the Games Distribution when Mage Knight came out, and holy crap, it was the biggest thing ever at that time. Oh yeah. I mean, it was a huge deal. It was like kept under lock and key. You know, this guy only gets so many of his customers. This guy gets only so much of his customers. It was the biggest of deals. Like seriously.
2: Oh yeah, I remember when that first came out because they were his like pre-painted
0: models were like yeah. madness. Wait, they're assembled and pre-painted? Holy crap! That was like all the entry-level stuff that people didn't want to do out of the way. Yeah. So it was huge. And uh WizKids has of course played it off into plenty of successful stuff since then, even though Mage Knight isn't still around. Yeah. Is surprising yeah. considering how big it was. But um uh Congo says this first was forty K, which is fairly common, especially in the Maryland area, just because we had you know GW headquarters here for so long.
1: Yeah. Um I was saying uh Blood Bowl was my gateway to forty K. Forty K was my first real tabletop miniatures game.
0: <laughs> so I was space hulk epic blood bowl then 40k because we had a club at the local community college and dave frank who was a gw outrider at the time and as funny as it is i've met four times since then at various different places which is amazing coincidence and cool to see someone you've known for so long but not like super not like one of your close friends every so often it's really cool that's
1: funny <laughs>
0: and uh you know we got into stuff and and like We weren't really into 40k, but like epic seems super cool. So, so the club got a bunch of epic in, he showed Mm -hmm. a space hulk. I mean, it's a really weird progression.
1: No, it makes sense to me.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm looking at Congo's uh thing about Arena Rex. I own some Arena Rex, and that's a really fun game, and it's got some really
1: amazing.
2: They're they're also very soft. If anybody has any of those models, do not do not leave them in your car on a hot day. They will oh, melt. Yeah. But they are yes, they are sculpts. I own the all three of the, whether well, the, the sisters, Medusa and all of them. Oh yeah, those ah, are, yeah. And those are I some never got into
0: Arena Rex, but you know it was.
1: Well, it only that... came out a couple years ago.
2: Yeah, it's really it good.
0: To the point where I had a ton of games, so I mean that's yeah. yeah. Nothing keeps me away from games more than having a ton of games.
1: Well, and for me, it's the fact that I have those games and I never get a chance to play them anymore. So why would I go out and get a new game to not play?
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's sort of the problem I have with. Um, so uh, Congo is interested in Relic Knights 2.0. I have two friends locally who, at least two friends locally, who are interested in Relic Knights 2.0. So I got back into Talk Nights 2.0, which we talked about in our Kickstarter episode last week. Check it out. And now I sort of regret it because there's so many games I'm playing. I'm playing Infinity a lot more. Malifaux theoretically, when Tuesday Nights, you know, work out a little better. The uh, the local guy I know down at the other store has been out for two weeks, and I'm not going to go down there without him because I don't know any of the guys. It's kind of odd. Take it are more familiar with them so i mean suddenly i have all these games i'm working on and another game is like oh crap another game yeah it's the legion problem
1: exactly yeah
0: but uh so the one i want to talk about is is not necessarily a game but let's talk about a class of games real quick it's the space battle game
2: Like, which ones are we talking about?
1: Space battle is in dogfights, like Battlefield uh, Gothic versus X Wing versus X let's,
0: let's say Battlefield Gothic scale is the best to go. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually originally, like, I've always been interested. I always looked at um, it's actually technically more of a board game, but have you ever seen Renegade, Renegade Legion Leviathan? No. Yeah. Leviathan like, is one of the first, put it by FASA, who was huge back in the 80s and 90s. Shadowrun, Earth Dawn, and all that such. Renegade Legion was their sci-fi property. They did Centurion, which is ground combat with hover tanks, Interceptor, which was fighters, and then they did Leviathan, which is Capital Ships. And I was just enraptured by Capital Ship combat. That game was oh, great. Yeah. So obviously when the next big thing came out, which was not really about the Gothic, which was Babylon Five Wars, I was super in on that. Um, I was actually, uh, that was put up by Agents of Gaming, and I was a field agent for Agents of Gaming, uh, demoing the stuff like that and all. Um, and I've just loved that sort of scale, and of course got into Battle of the Gothic when it came out, but that it just didn't hit as big as I hoped it would. Plus, Specialist Games back in the early 2000s were not loved by GW in general. No. <clears throat> so that sort of game has always been my big thing. So I always look at all those games when they come out. And of course, now it's Big Armada, Star Wars Armada. Yeah. Because uh, Firestorm Armada is owned by someone else now. I think Tabletop Combat. Is that their name? Yeah. They guys I, bought that entire property.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I own so. a couple of. I own like all the starter sets to Firestorm Armada when it originally came out.
0: Yeah, I look at that. I'm like, that looks interesting, but, you know, it wasn't. It didn't grab me, you know, it lacked that super wow factor. It's very cool. Yeah. It doesn't have that grab wow factor. And of course, Star Wars Armada is Star Wars and anyone my age gets grabbed by Star Wars.
2: (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) So that's the sort of game that I always gravitate to. Like X-Wing, when it came out, I was like, I'm I'm, I'm playing X-Wing because, you know, fighter combat, super cool. Um, Did you
1: play Aeronautica when it came out?
0: I actually bought *Fighters: Anonica but I never bought the book because it sort of dried up locally before I could buy the book.
1: I no sooner did I paint my lightning bolts than all of a sudden nobody was playing it anymore.
0: Yeah, I ended up selling those ships a while ago, unfortunately. But uh, I mean, x Wing's super fun to play.
1: <clears throat> I looked at *Star Wars*,
0: uh, *Star Trek*, *Attack Wing*, um, which is actually worth looking at now again because it's got a new do- new edition out, WizKids kids is trying to do it right. But until they fix the scale issues, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <clears throat> and to be fair, the screwdriver is a little more potent than I expected. <laughs> than I am. Talking out my ass a little bit, but scale issues are important with a game like that. You can't have a hundred percent, but like if you put out an armada ship that was not remotely appropriately sized for like a uh, superstar destroyer, we'd all be like, what's this crap? Get yeah. out of here. Mm-hmm. That's always been the sort of thing with that setting. I mean, uh, naval combat's always been interesting, but there's never been a great naval combat game. But that sort of factors into the whole spaceship thing. That's why you gravitate towards it. Like, no yeah. naval combat game. Yeah. And you can Ships play, like, of second... the
1: line, shooting yeah, that... off the,
0: yeah. I mean, if you go to the next level, you get, like, uh, Second Fleet and Fifth Fleet, which were the, uh, sort of, I think, Avalon Hill games. Mm-hmm. That But they were, like, board shit games. Which never really grabbed me as much as miniature games. There's something about the tactile feel of miniatures. Those have always been the ones that sort of uh, I gravitated towards uh, when I could. That's sort of why we played Epic because it was a huge scale or something about that huge scale that really attracts people.
2: Well, my huge, first huge scale, of course, I played Warhammer Fantasy. And so whenever like Necromunda came out, I was like, balls, I only have to have 10 guys? Hell yeah!
0: <laughs> you had 10 well, guys completely. Yeah, four yeah. time too. Yeah, and talking about converting guys, like I literally took a Empire guy, cut the bottom of his legs off, took a Beastman guy, cut him off above the, like the knees, and pinned that guy in, and I'm like, boom, I got a guy with cloven hooves.
2: Oh.
1: Dude, you and I we're simpatico. I was just telling John about a conversion I did with uh, one of my Nurgle uh, warriors, where I cut him off at the knees and put uh, toy horse legs. On him so that I would have a cloven hoof guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. It just—it was like this vinyl toy horse, you know, like you get the tube of horses at Michael's, and just cut the legs off. I got a bunch of horse bodies floating around here with no legs because <laughs> <laughs> we've used those legs for modifying other models too. Since then,
0: just to not get too nostalgic, just for a minute, because I know Gonzo wants to get to another top, another part of this topic, but. Man, I miss those days of converting shit. Like GW yes. man. I know it was a business. Decision. I worked there. When you decided not to sell bits anymore, I understand why you don't. Man, it was a bad call.
1: Oh, so much fun conversions. Oh yeah. I
0: have I, I will take a picture eventually for you, Kathy, at least, of the superhero models my, that me and my buddy converted up using GW parts. If you can imagine how hard that is. Like, we we have a ton of them, man. I still Damn.
1: have one of those big hardcover uh, catalogs that has all the bits in it.
0: All oh, the catalogs? Man, those were such a good sellers.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: People love those. and Those were a hell to ship. Luckily, had a box that was decent size. Put the right amount of bubble wrap in. They fit perfectly. <laughs> you can tell I've been in GW and doing the stuff like that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that, the first thing I think of is, like, how they were to ship. Like had to those things and they're yeah, like
1: you look in that, that catalog out. and you can see all so the crazy cool. weird bits anything you would need to convert anything to be anything
2: oh I remember doing that like buying lightning claws
1: yeah yeah, yeah. or I had, so, I
0: had to get storm bolters for guys I still remember the product code for lightning claws for terminators
2: yeah because <laughs> everybody had to have them and they were hard you, to get a hold you of
0: pulled so many of them yeah you weren't uh-huh. trying hard enough they they like literally those were cast so often it was crazy yeah. like my buddy bill would be like i always have this near my table it never goes back onto the racks because i have to cast it up so often
2: yeah uh-huh um well, Man, it, going back on the subject that we we're talking about you know we 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 saw the large games coming in like fantasy and 40k and then past- we went to well, yeah. like
0: even Warmash, like the, the large scale games. Yeah. Like oh, yeah.
2: And then we went back to small games like Necromunda and some smaller things like that. And now we came back to larger style games that are back in. And I won't say back in, but like War Machine and Hordes. It's a lot yeah. more miniatures. but yeah, it sort
0: of went you know, full cause it went full circle because it went 40K like, and War- fantasy were the thing. Then it went Necromunda, Mordheim, and whatever. Then back to 40K fantasy. That's sort of through lack of support. And then back towards sort of that middle ground the War Machine Horns came in because it fit that when it came out it was low model count
1: that, yeah. was, that was what I always thought of it as and I didn't realize that it became such a big I mean army kind of thing I always thought of it as being a skirmish game I didn't realize it, that they changed the rules so much to include you know all these different models
0: I'll be honest it should have been it should have always been low problem and making infantry so much better than jacks and, and such was one of the problems with the game. But neither here nor here are not part of this discussion. But
1: Like it's called War Machine because War Machines?
0: You know, you know.
1: I don't even know when I know. I mean, that was the thing that I thought was cool about that, even though I hadn't actually jumped on board yet.
0: Yes. So I? I... <laughs> God, I'm excited by mentioning. You, you remember ordering lightning? Oh my eye. God! Monster oh, <laughs> yeah, We, we Mom, should talk about that for a second. Yeah. Because well, because now we're with
2: the, now we're coming back, back to, to it now. On if on you think table table about it. Circle. Yeah, we're coming back to lower model count. We have God tier coming out. Mompoc. We've got Arena Rex. Look at when
0: Mompok came out. Mompok came out pre-painted blind bag. Which was the thing because that's how D and D minis is coming out. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that's how HeroClix has been forever. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think Mon Pot could have gone places a lot better if it wasn't, you know, blind. Because people are oh. trying to get the things that make it competitive. Because they're already trying to be competitive with it, and they it's can't get the right
0: thing. It's get the stuff you want to play. Let's not worry about competitive. Yeah. yeah. It's if you make it difficult for the person to. Get the things they want to play. Like they I want to play
1: versions and not these stupid robot things that I keep getting. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and the <laughs> thing, one thing they definitely did is they made it non or non-collector this time. It's not a collecting game now. It's yeah. You buy it's whatever. Just,
1: it's a miniatures because... game. You get the miniatures, you put them together, you paint them, and you throw down, bashing somebody else's giant kaiju into the city streets of, you know, wherever. I'll
0: be honest, only hero clicks can get away with random blisters because those people have embraced it. They they understand it it's it's sort of like I don't want to say they're resigned to it, but they're almost like they're resigned to that's what they that's how they're gonna play this game. Yeah. So they're okay with it. They don't know any better, so they they're okay with how they, they play their game.
1: I had so much fun with Monster Apocalypse when I would borrow somebody else's, you know, oh, yeah. who had a complete set of the thing that I wanted to play. So I'm I'm looking forward to being able to get what you want to play. Yeah, that's and I think that's gonna I think that's gonna do well for them.
2: I think so too.
0: And being able to play what you want because it brings to a different part is we play games. We've all tried lots of games, and luckily we're in the age now of demo games being a thing. Because back in the day, it wasn't a thing. You played. You you bought your stuff, you took your chances, and if it didn't work, well, hopefully someone else locally would buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on our actual Facebook post, Coptic Scotty Potty uh, said, after playing Age of Sigour for a bit, uh, he finds War Machine far more fun to play. He never saw it coming, but he's glad to have spent the money and time on another game to learn something about myself. Um, for some games, that's sort of a problem, but, I mean, that's sort of the thing. You don't really learn until you try a different game style. Yeah. Because Age of Sigmar is super-duper beer and pretzels, and if that's not your thing, you may not know it until you play and realize it's not your thing.
2: Yeah, and see, now, I, I, won't, I won't buy a miniature game until I've actually tried and tested it out and see if I like it. Go watch a couple of battle reports, you know, uh, what is it, uh, Guerrilla Games always does uh, Let's Guerrilla Play. Guerrilla Games, yeah, Ash is a good dude. I, 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 Ash, I, every time a new game comes out, I'm like, what has Ash got? And so I can see what he's doing, and see if he's already reviewed it. And his, his, his are really good and quick and everything. And seeing that, I'm like, okay. Because Gaslands? I don't know if y'all saw that one. Have y'all heard about Gaslands? Uh,
0: I've heard of a Gaslands. Uh-uh.
2: Gasland is pretty much Car Wars, but you can use any cars you want.
1: Oh, yes, I did hear that. Yeah. I have some friends who are modifying Hot Wheels for yes, that. Yes, everybody's
2: modifying Hot yeah. Wheels around us. And oh, that right that there
1: like so much fun.
2: is so cool. I'm like, mm-hmm. that. It, it, rem- it brings back that nostalgia.
1: Yeah. Well, and you said the magic words. Wait, I get to modify models? get to make them my own? You know, yeah. the, this conversion thing that I like so much? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I remember converting a ton of stuff for 40K and Fantasy, and now it's like... Mm, no, well, you do you can't remember work- that
1: um,
0: Dark Future was a GW game where I think they used sort of normal model size kits and converted the cars into sort of Mad Max cars. Yeah. It never really I, took off. It's like I have forgotten. no memory
1: be... of that. Yeah, I have no memory of that one.
0: That, that's like a game I wish was a thing now because I'd like that sort of model car scale game with you, know, with, you know, weapons and stuff, sort of a Mad Max style. That'd be great. But in the absence of that, Gaslands will do fine. Let's be honest.
2: Oh, yeah. Gaslands looks like a lot of fun. I've watched a couple of uh, reports on that, and I'm like, yeah. I could do that, because I can go buy three or four Hot Wheels, mod them up with cannons and stuff, and be all peachy keen. So
1: how's your dwarf painting going?
2: I got his beard. Check out that little bit of a beard. And then everything. I'm going to go, and I'm going to start painting the gems, because I'm going to paint these as red gems. What do you think? Go Yeah, yeah, the beard
1: looks good.
2: Should I go with this as the start of the gem color? It's the Um, sanguine highlight?
1: I wouldn't do red. or do you want to do green? Because I'm thinking just Ooh, like John. Green. I'm like, do a... Emerald? Yeah. Cause it'll, or a, a blue. You know, the, like sapphire. Not, let's do green. Not, that'll that'll not be a really right area. Do a cooler contract. color, not a warmer color. All right.
2: Yeah. I've got these three greens. Green or blue? So let's do...
1: Forgets. I actually know That's how to paint. Highlight?
2: Gnarle's That's green? Highlight. Ooh, no. I
1: like that dark blue-green. Yeah, yeah use yeah, as that, a base that color. Star spray. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Base gotcha. color. Okay. And then you can use that up. lighter green uh, for your highlights. If you yeah, to. I've got two different. Or you know, even the use the neon light blue for your highlight.
2: Yeah, and I've got you know a, a lighter because I mean this dark, this green's a little bit darker than that one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Trying to see if I can see. It. Yeah, okay, I'll start that up. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you know what? I think privateer Press has got something really going because they've got the mompoc but they've also gotten the people that don't like to play the mass battle games with company of iron.
1: Yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't had a chance to play that yet, but, uh,
2: that's been yeah, something Sanders
1: that's real. Go with blue highlights too.
2: Okay. Let me get all this green on here first. And...
0: <laughs> green first then
1: blue.
2: Green first and blue. Okay. Um,
1: to nice, a, a green blue green. Sorry. Level of weapons, right?
2: Um, So our last bit, um, what keeps us going in games? Because that's going to be the real kicker.
0: So having tried to play games that have died out, there has to be support for it. I mean, no matter how hard you try, if there is literally no support for a game, it is really difficult to play.
1: And having a local group that plays it, Mm-hmm. is is key, too, because that's one of the reasons why there are some games that that I don't play and one of the reasons why I'm thinking of getting back into Blood Bowl because I have friends who, while the bunker closed, there's another game store where they get together on Wednesday nights and, and play uh, League Blood Bowl.
0: That would get me in, holy moly. That's what we're um, doing. Like I, like, I started playing 40K because the local guys were playing 40K. And because the store didn't have a copy of Company of Iron, but that's in there or there. But the guys were playing 40K, so I'm like, oh, I'll get enough 40K stuff to play in this league. And I played in the the starter league, and it was great. And, you know, now i play a little bit of 40K. I'm playing Infinity because the guys got back into Infinity.
1: Yeah, you just you play know? whatever it is that everybody's playing at the local game store. Well,
0: either you, so either you're the leader in the games, like Malifaux. Uh, I ran a Slow Grow League in local store, and I got people to play it. So either you're the leader or you're playing what the other guys play. Yeah. There's only two ways about it. And if you're gonna be the leader, make sure that everyone else is on board with you because you won't be the only one there, sitting there waiting for a game, putting it on your thumbs.
1: And you've got to be prepared to be the one who's explaining rules to everybody else. Yeah. You know, and maybe kind of coaching other people's games so that you can get them on board.
2: Um, you don't
0: have to be a, a company-sponsored spokesman like a uh, like mm-hmm. press gangers used to yeah, be or like. Yeah. Um, no you just and or anything you have but you have to be ready to teach that game because you're the man on the scene
1: it's just like, like when you introduce a board game into your regular board game group you know you you don't just bring the game and say hey here's this new game i got i want to play it but i've never looked at the rules before mm-hmm. and then you spend two hours with everybody passing the rule book around before you ever get to play no you need to read the rules and be familiar with it ahead of time so you can explain it to your friends. Yes.
0: Uh, Xander Roy says, Your enthusiasm sells the games to your friends. Absolutely. It actually sells the games to the random people walking by. Yeah, I had a ton of people come by because uh, I got done with my Infinity game and I set up my board for our Armada campaign we were playing. I had my fleet out set up in a sort of cool fashion, so it looked like it was flying through space, the fighters in front, and then the ships in a, in a formation behind it. I had some people talking about that and asking me questions. So that was cool. But that kind of thing ready, you know, just be ready to be a spokesman for a game you love. Um, You may not be the most vocal or whatever, but just be ready to sell the game, you know, all based on what you love about it. And you'd be surprised. People will be like, oh, that looks interesting.
2: Well, it's like what, um, there's one game that I want to play. And I I saw it at Adepticon and I've seen the book and everything else. It's the one that's a, And I think John, uh Menoth uh, John, was talking about it, and I think he played it a couple of times. Where you're actually D and D characters. Um, oh my god, you're you're playing. It's it's a miniature game, but your characters. It's like a fantasy Necromunda.
0: Interesting. Oh, okay. Uh Frostgrave. Frostgrave.
2: That's what oh, it was. Oh
1: yeah, Frostgrave. And that, you know right, to what? me, I looks balls fun. Games people on the podcast sometime. That to they me. They put out a lot of stuff
0: where it's like, here are rules. We don't care what models you use, buy our rule book, use whatever models you want. Yeah. We've got all every genre we've got. Osprey's you know great what? about that.
1: Their models are they're not the best models I've ever seen. But they're cool. And their yeah, plastic models, like for the like the cultists that I was looking at uh, the plastic yeah. sprues, are really good.
0: Yeah, they're totally fine. I mean they're they're, they're fine are a lot models. Of fallen. They're they're not gonna sell their game off their models, they're selling the game off the you can play a yeah. game of whatever genre you like. Yeah. You want space combat game, but infinity might be too crazy for you. Likely. Here's you know our, our you know our star our our sci fi game. Go yeah,
1: they have fantasy, they have sci fi, they have historical games,
0: they've got they're, modern combat, they've got they've everything. They have tons I
1: mean, of stuff. I think they've got role playing even now.
0: I don't know about that. I haven't taken a good look at that, but it's possible. Yeah. I mean, they I'll put out so many books, it it's crazy. Osprey is yeah. a big, Like, if I, you ever care about a, a, a historical unit in any military ever? Check out Osprey. They've got a book for you. <laughs> I swear. They do.
2: All right, what do we think about this? Look at the green on them.
0: Waiting for the, the feed to catch up because it's easier to see.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the green looks good. That's going to be nice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it should. It clashes well with the R, which is sort of the point of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you want him to show up. Is so, his armor going to be black? Too? Yes,
2: because I've got okay. white numbers to put on his shoulder pads.
1: That will work. I was going to ask if you're doing freehand on the shoulder pads.
2: Uh, I'm mean, actually oh. use the uh, the transfers that came in there, so I'm going to. Okay. do...
1: Okay. Well, what? that works too. Yeah. Freehand, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just throw some comments
0: on uh, what you need to keep playing a game. Uh, what our fans say. Congo said, "Games are snobby or pushing people or no support. He will not play." That is fair. And Xander Vorlord says, know
1: what's "Going on and somebody else cheats yeah. the hell out of the game because well, yeah, we, had that, roles.
0: we had that problem 20 years ago, 30 years." Ago. Oh, my God, it was almost 30 years ago. Fucking A. Uh 25 years ago with uh, 40K where the guy, only one guy knew the rules and everyone played him and like, oh, we get our ass off all time. Then they went out and bought the rule books, realized he was cheating and crushed him and then suddenly had a fun time with the game. Yeah. Keep that in mind. um, Yeah.
1: So those snobby and pushy people.
0: Yeah. Just. just... Now, if you like the models for the game or like the idea of the game, see if you can find another part of the group because very rarely are they all like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. So there's bad
0: bunch, bad apples in all bunches. Yeah, just throw them out. That's us just do bad apples. Just throw them yep. out. And then um, Xander said, if the game, if in the game there's a story, it'll really keep them like absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll be a little. Oh God. Sorry. Oh
1: dear God, we're all gonna die. <laughs>
0: um, Xander, uh, but uh, that's sort of where War Machine lost me. And this is gonna sound really horrible. Their stories fell off. Yeah. After a certain point. To a point, I'm like, oh, yeah, these are. I mean, yeah, the main characters are in no real danger, but these are at least pretty much interesting. And then, sort of, the Haley 3 era where oh. they explained their powers of space magic, and it just fell off the cliff, and I'm like, you know, fuck it, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, you know, I'm not going to bother.
1: Similar thing happened with Wild West Exodus, and I know I mentioned it on a, a previous episode, mm-hmm. um, but when War Cradle bought it from BattleFoam. Um, They completely changed not only the rules, but the backstory, the fluff of the game. So essentially, it's the same models. It's like the steampunk sort of Malifaux universe. I felt like they were just trying to make Malifaux light. You know? (laughs) Yes, they have cool models, but you know, there isn't anything about the fluff that appeals to us like the original fluff did.
0: That's a mistake. It's...
1: And that's huge. And kind of that's what happened with Age of Sigmar. Is we were so immersed in the fluff of the Sanity. fantasy universe. And we had our own stories about our own armies, and... you know, and our own special characters and stuff. And then all of a sudden, bam. I mean, it world was ended. like. Yeah, the world ended. Okay. I remember the day it happened. It was like when Kennedy got shot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, like people don't realize like, like we love our, our story with stuff and you fuck with it. And that hurts us. It, it, it divides us. That's what happened with star Wars last Jedi. Neither here nor there, but <laughs> you, you can't just go and crush a story. Look at what kept Battletech so popular for so long the books that went with them tell the current story. And they're like, we need to sort of reboot and do bottle tech Ages, And suddenly the shit just went downhill and everyone's like, I don't care anymore. Get away.
1: Yeah.
0: It's you gotta be careful with that. You gotta have good stories. And you, and so right now uh, I'm going to say it's just because they had a week, uh, a, a focus week on beasts of war. Infinity just had an in focus week uh, for the new book. And they're doing interesting things with their story. They're killing off characters. They don't have a lot of characters to kill off. They're killing off characters having big shakeups in the universe. They're literally like, yeah, you can't play the Japanese sectoral army anymore. You have to play the Japanese secessionist army. Because they're seceding from the, their larger faction. And that's a big deal. But they're doing a good job of having a story go forward and feeling like there's this world is evolving. This whole universe is evolving. And that'll go a long way. That's what keeps Malvo popular, is there's always stuff going on. Every book, I mean, honestly, the last book was more story than fucking rules. And that's well, super cool. The,
1: they've got the role-playing game and everything, which is fantastic, you know, to be able to tie those things together. It almost actually creates more, you know, fluff for the novels and stuff. It really immerses you, just like uh, fantasy Warhammer Fantasy role-playing did. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, who didn't love reading the novels of Gottrick and Felix and, and any oh, of those yeah. <laughs> The cheesy-ass Blood Bowl
1: novels that they yeah. made.
0: Or even, you know, Syphus like, Kane novels for fantasy. Like, mm-hmm. those those are some of my favorites. I mean, you get things character. Some of
1: those spooky, uh, novels, like the Ravenor series and the, the Eisenhorn.
0: Eisenhorn series is gr- was very popular. And then uh, freaking, like, let's talk about the, the Horace Heresy series is stupid popular. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is something that could have been over in, like, a trilogy, and they're still going here ten years later.
1: I can't even, I couldn't keep up, actually.
0: No, it's impossible <laughs> to keep up, unless that's all you do for reading. But, uh,
2: well,
0: there you go. There's a little bit on the games we like. I mean, God, we could probably talk for another hour about the games we like and why we play them. Yeah. But I think we got a good overview, because we need to go into the oh, media oh,
2: section. Hold on, hold on. I got, like, white dots to put on this.
0: Well, you can keep doing white dots while we're okay. do the media section. Sponsored was... by Broken End Games. Thank you, Arky Dan. He makes great MDF stuff of all sorts. Terrain, base inserts, all that stuff. You should check Iconic
1: him out. Studios. Yeah, yes.
2: he said Broken End Games. I did.
1: Well, Broken End Games does they, good stuff, too. rest of our show.
0: I may be slightly drunk.
2: Maybe? Slightly?
0: Those are words I used. <laughs> Fair enough. I realize I haven't eaten in six hours.
1: There's your problem. Uh,
0: so that's probably a problem. Yeah.
1: I don't even understand why you're not working. Why could you not make food?
0: Uh, I wasn't <laughs> hungry. I ate. I, I watched an episode of Dark Matter. Hey, topical. Ah! And ate uh, hey! a slice of pizza and a garlic knot. And then I have two more slices of pizza to eat after I get done with this. I just didn't have a chance to do it beforehand because after that I watched... Mortal Kombat for minis and movies, and then did my hobby streak, and then I was suddenly out of time because we lost an hour when I was sleeping. Oh,
1: yeah, that happens once. Yay,
0: a daylight savings time! Boom. I'm watching
1: Gonzo make white
0: dots. It is making white dots. That's so how it really helped in making his, his gem stand out. But uh, uh, media section. All Studio is sponsored Thank you, Dan.
2: Which you'll uh, see at Madaptercon.
0: Yeah. He's always uh-huh. he's all over the place. Good lord. Yeah, he does. Um Kathy, how many things did you see?
1: I saw a bunch of episodes of the Frankenstein Chronicles on oh. Netflix.
0: You, you might as well start off, even though you don't have much because I'm interested in what you have to talk about. Yeah, so
1: much. I I so love this show. Um there are a few episodes where it's you're like nah, ah. And then there's these uh dream sequences which are kind of annoying that that like flashback or dream you can't tell if it's a flashback or if it's a dream or if he's actually like hallucinating or if he's actually seeing actual real things that are appearing to him and that's a little annoying not to be able to tell which thing it is but it's possible that they explain this later on so yeah, but don't explain it at the time. That's sort of a problem. Yeah, I, should... I reserve judgment, but yeah, there's a few times where that happens where you're like, "What the hell is going on?" Um, but so Sean Bean stars, and I love Sean Bean. I and love Sean Bean. I, Everybody I loved does. I've him since Sharpe's Rifles.
0: A-, a series race he stays alive.
1: Yes, and <laughs> so it it warmed the cockles of my heart when this character opens up his box of keepsakes from, you know, back when he, uh, when his wife was still alive, you know, before he became a river detective, a river cop. Um, Because, you know, when the show starts, he's a river cop on the Thames, just keeping the peace, investigating, you know, smuggling and so forth. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... He witnesses, you know, he finds this body, there's mysterious circumstances uh, sir, what's his face says, we want you to investigate this, come to uh, London, you need to work here so you're not going to be a river cop anymore you need to work for me and uh, so he gets the all of his stuff together and he's kind of unpacking his, his box of keepsakes and setting up his little shrine to his wife and everything and and in the box is this sword and this pistol and this uniform. <laughs> and it's this uniform, you know, from Sharp's Rifles. And I'm like, oh my God.
0: They love to do it. That's why they did the, uh, he did the scene in Fellowship of the Ring where he says, still Sharp. Mm-hmm. That was a nod. That was kind of like double nod to uh, Sharp's Rifles. I'm like,
1: yeah. I love yeah, to do I'm that all, for him every time. I'm like such a geek for that. It's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. Uh, so that's one that Jim and I both are watching. And we are a couple, one or two episodes into the second season now. There's two seasons so far.
0: So, is so. it, uh, what would you rate it as?
1: I go a shot of Kraken because uh, those dream sequences or whatever it is that they are, are, are a little annoying at times. And there's a couple of slow spots that you got to get through. Okay, fair enough. Overall, it's been uh, really keeping my interest. I want to find out what happens next, and I haven't been able to watch it for three days because I've been busy.
0: Are they short <laughs> seasons, or are they, like, televised 22, 24-episode seasons?
1: Maybe, maybe eight or ten.
0: Okay, so it's like a Netflix season. That's awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, hey, I want to say thanks what... for uh, Dick Claw for following us recently, by the way. Thanks, Dick Claw. Hey. We appreciate it. Um okay. Let's see what did I watch this week? Um I
0: watched a lot of stuff.
2: I really didn't get to watch a lot. I caught up on a few shows. Um of course I always like watching um uh booze traveler. Um and huh. if you haven't watched it, it's a travel, travel channel thing where he goes around sampling liquor from around the world. Really I really like it. It's a lot of fun. Uh plus I'm a, I'm you know an alcohol fan. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yep. Cheers. <laughs> But I mean, I'm
0: drinking tea now. Oh. Oh. It's, it's I'm tea only time. maybe halfway through my screwdriver, which is probably for the best.
2: <laughs> um, but I didn't get to watch much. I was doing a bunch of other things around there. Uh, no, not Dick Claw. Okay. Dig I, Claw, Kobnik. I, I, Scotty Potty.
1: Enunciate. I,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, mean, I watched a crap ton of stuff because Thursday I hang out with my buddy Marshall putting the other models and watching movies, so.
2: I was that busy like a, fun day. a lot was. this week.
0: Oh, crap. We didn't even start till 1, which is because it was still crazy fun.
1: Oh, so you know what? I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> <All
2: right. laughs> uh, I, actually, I really don't have much to talk to because I've been way too busy this week. Uh, school kept me pretty busy. Uh, we've had a lot of things going on in school. Uh, Monday and Thursday and Wednesday was uh, gaming, Tuesday, I kind of chilled out, caught up on some regular TV shows. Um, Friday, um, got everything ready because we had to leave early in the morning. I had to leave and drive up to a four-hour drive to a tournament. So, yeah, there wasn't much media section for me. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. I could take a So
1: I do have one other thing that I can say, though.
0: Sure, Kathy. I'll just keep uh, it up. And my, I'll...
1: Friend, my friend impromptly uh, said, hey, let's go. Uh, let's head over to my house and watch some movies. I'm like, okay. Ah. So last night we go over there. It was like a sleepover. Only we didn't actually sleep over because I had a meeting this morning. But anyways, it was Two Meals for Sister Sarah. Oh, that's old. An old classic.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Clint Eastwood Western with Shirley MacLaine. And I've always liked that one. But this was digitally remastered. And it seemed like I was standing on the grass right where they were and the sky was just blue. And it, it it looked like my memories of when I used to go to Arizona and I worked a run fair there and I was there for two months and it was winter and the skies are blue and you know, the desert is blooming because uh, you know, it's starting to rain Mm -hmm. and uh, I mean everything is, You know, you've got the cacti. You know, the saguaro cacti in particular, because they only grow in that region, and they're in uh, in Chihuahua. And I'm familiar with that because one year we took a road trip to Mazatlan, where we drove through Chihuahua to Sinaloa. And uh, so it was cool to see that stuff again, like all these years later after experiencing that stuff. But to pay more attention to the what the Spanish resistance was doing against the french was another thing that i never really paid attention to years ago when i watched it so that was also interesting and then of course you know the clint eastwood and shirley McLean are awesome Fair enough. so it was it was very fun to revisit that all these years later i'm done
0: cool <laughs> Well, to, to start with the important one is I started watching Dark Matter on uh, Netflix. I'm currently nine episodes in, and it still hasn't totally grabbed me, though it is just interesting enough for me to go, like, I'll give it another episode or two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I would say the real problem is that it keeps using the same tropes again and again, and it is really, really trying to tug on that firefly string.
2: Yes. Okay, we're
0: like, Firefly, like, lay off it a little bit, guys. <laughs> and it's, I don't want to say inconsistent, but it is a tiny bit inconsistent. Where they're like, we need to all tell each other all our secrets, and then they all keep secrets from each other. you are like, for fuck's sake, guys, come on. Is yeah. so like a soap opera?
1: It mm-hmm. is almost soap opera-like, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: It's, it's low-end it, soap opera, not like super crazy dramatic, but it's, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, but it hasn't me um, that was
1: always the thing with soap operas was if if they just communicated more and were honest with each other they wouldn't have any story <laughs> and i'll be honest i feel like
0: the problem with the series is the fact that it was a made for tv series not a made for netflix series because if assuming i'm nine episodes in and it's a 22 24 episode season they could have cut that shit down to you know half that easy and probably had a really tight interesting story
2: yeah I, I'll tell you the, the only thing that really made that for my series it made me as a series I watched it when it came out on sci-fi and watched it to the series finale and it really wasn't a series finale was yeah. the android uh, the, like, oh, the android is really good in that
0: all the characters have enough that I'm like I'm not fully invested but I'm interested yes And that might be partially because, my roommate pointed out, I've watched a shit ton of sci-fi recently. Mm -hmm. And I may need to look at a different genre for a bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Sort of handling that otherwise where I'm reading Dresden Files. I've got book one that uh, a buddy had loaned my ex-wife that my ex-wife never gave it back. So he bought it digitally and then she gave it to me when we split. So I have the copy and he said keep it. So I'm reading that now.
1: I uh, I have the first three books on audio uh, cool. DD. So, in case
0: but, uh, you need them uh, I'm definitely uh, um, But I'm still going to give it a chance I give it right now about two shots of Kraken because it hasn't really grabbed me it's got interesting stuff but it does use the same trope many times the oh this is what happened four hours earlier or a day earlier like you can't keep using the same Crap. if you use the same thing every episode cool that's your thing but if you're using it infrequently enough that it's becoming tiresome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're using the same things again and again and I, I feel like if they could have controlled the number of episodes better which is a problem with American TV that I won't get into now <laughs> that it would have been a much better series just to get someone in. Uh, I never got that series like I watched the first episode of Killjoys on Amazon Prime for free year a year ago and that grabbed me but I didn't have anything else to watch because I had to pay for the rest. I wasn't going to.
2: That should be showing up pretty soon on Netflix, the next season of that. And they've got yeah, one not... more season left on that. I bet even they're going to cancel it.
0: But, well, they, they know. They're going yeah. so yeah, to end it. Yeah, I end it. So yeah.
1: it's going to have a real ending?
2: I think so.
0: <laughs> but, like, the first episode of that grabbed me. Yes. The
2: first episode
0: of this was like, I'm kind of interested, but not, like, out of control. Like, honestly, the temptation to put it away and watch... Season 2 of Stranger Things is very tempting.
2: <laughs> I would do that.
1: I enjoyed That's... Season 2 of Stranger Things. So I just found out that they're going to have another season of the Santa Clarita Diet. Oh. And that show cracked me up. That was pretty funny. I, and it was unpredictable. You think you know what direction they're going in with the zombie flick. Hmm? And then they go in a completely other direction. It's like Cabin in the Woods. How you think it's going to be like this and all of a sudden, bam. Going in this other direction. Yep. Cool.
0: Um, so, on Thursday at my buddy Marshall's house, uh, getting his stuff ready for Adepticon. He's getting stuff ready. I'm putting together my uh, Infinity models. We're hanging out because he's got the day off. He took a couple days off to make sure he would a time to get his Adepticon army ready. Because he and his crew are always at the team tournament for 40k. Even though he doesn't really play 40k, he's always there.
1: What team are they? Do you know? Team Handsome. Oh, okay. I'm familiar with Team Handsome.
0: (laughs) Well, go say say hi to Marshall and tell him that you're one of my co-hosts.
1: I will have to go stop by then.
0: Marshall is a great dude. He's one of my best friends and an awesome dude in general. Um, So we're sitting there and I come in and he's watching Conan the Barbarian on uh, AMC or something like that. And for some reason they showed the Destroyer first, then we're into halfway through Conan the Barbarian. And man, the second half Conan the Barbarian is fucking great all the slow shit is out of the way and you're literally just raise Conan from the fucking almost dead, go raid Dulce Doom's castle, kill,
1: kill all Kill things, dudes. kill things, kill things.
0: Love interests get killed, even though, as funny as it is, he never said anything to his love interest since the first time they met. None of their scenes, even the first time they met, did they actually have dialogue together. She would have dialogue, he would not. Now maybe that's because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger and his English is no bueno.
2: <laughs> even
0: at though time, he has, yeah, even though he has one of the greatest prayers to a god ever before the big fight scene yes. at the uh, you know at the Wizards at uh, Mako's place. Um, that was great, and it occurred to me that Subotai is the best sidekick ever. Yeah, maybe uh-huh. second best because. Kato, Bruce Lee to the Green Hornet was pretty good, but they're fighting it out for first because he doesn't bitch about stuff. He just backs his play, goes in there, and when Conan's burying the woman he loves, he's like, "I cry for him." He's Conan. He will not cry, so I cry for him. It was a great, great sidekick. And rumor has it he was supposed to come back with a second movie, but had like some sort of like injury or illness, so he couldn't make it. Which is probably for the best because he wouldn't have fit in a Conan Destroyer well. I will judge the second of coming in zero shots of Kraken. Ch- that shit just flies by and is great. <laughs> it is the best parts of that movie. the the the, it, the early part is probably yeah
1: the beginning slower, is slow. worse part, which
0: yeah. I mean, it's set up, but that's always a little worse when you know what's going on, man. And then we followed up that up with Mister Doctor or Doctor Strange for those of you at home.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And man, like on the eighth viewing, that movie is still fucking great funny um, it, no great flaws in that movie everything's like a tiny minor flaw um, enjoy the crap out of it uh, I still give it one shot of Kraken because occasionally the humor kind of you know gets in the way of a poignant moment mm-hmm. but man it's a great movie um, Xander asks me uh, about uh, Beastmaster Like,
1: oh my god I love Beastmaster Three shots of Kraken, but I love it. (laughs) In a while,
0: but I own it on DVD, so eventually I will watch it, Xander Warlord.
1: Mark Singer in a loincloth. Mark Singer of uh, V, the miniseries fame.
0: Oh my god, V, the miniseries. (laughs) Which had Michael Ironside, which made it great. Yes, oh my
1: god, I love him.
0: V, the miniseries was a a thing. I mean, not to get off topic. was a
1: phenomenon. The TV series no budget and sucked. didn't but have any of the original characters
0: it was still much watched tv for the, the miniseries you're like you,
1: oh you're i had to i had to i had to watch all of it i was i was a crazy nerd for that show
2: oh i remember i, still am. I remember oh. when it came out and people were like oh my god it made national headlines about the baby yeah
1: on the oh. school bus yeah since i was like Ten or eleven when it came out on the school bus, we're like, "Oh my god, did you see that last night? Did you see that thing on her neck? Oh my god, she's pregnant!" Wait, spoilers. She gets impregnated by an alien. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, it came out when we were in school. It's not spoiler territory anymore. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've passed the spoiler territory. It's in the Rosebud territory. Like, yeah, yeah. people spoil the shit of that. You confident? You Wait, know.
1: Rosebud. Wait, what?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so like greatest people. This just in. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we watched Ant Man, and man, Ant Man may be me be, be, may be one of the top five Marvel movies. Every time I watch it, I reevaluate and like there. There's no flaw in
1: that movie.
2: It was a sleeper. It really after was Raiden, a sleeper.
1: Huh? I haven't seen I mean,
0: it. Oh my god, you should watch it. It is so good.
2: What's it the character? What's the character that describes everything that goes on?
0: Oh, um, the Hispanic Michael guy. Pena's character.
2: Oh, my god, He's I want him to describe to to the Civil War. <laughs>
0: I, I, everyone says, like, after you know, phase one is phase two is done, we want him to describe everything that happened. Yes, yeah. well, like, yes. It's yes. In oh, a yes,
2: yes, he narrates and describes them, uh, describes things so <laughs> amazingly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but,
0: yeah is there, I don't know what I gave it originally. I'm going to give it a zero shot of Kraken because there's really no great flaw in that movie. It is super fun. It's cool. Uh, I enjoy the crap out of it.
2: it. It was a sleeper because everybody was like, oh, it's just Ant-Man. And then you go and watch and you're like, wow, that was actually really fun. And fun. it had it good skinny. lines. Yeah.
0: It had good action. Um, it, you'd have to literally nitpick this movie to have any problems with it.
2: Yeah. I, I can't wait to see Ant-Man and Wasp.
0: I'm a little worried about it, but I'm a little worried about a lot of movies that are coming out.
2: Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I if if it goes anywhere near what Ant Man did.
0: Oh yeah. If it's three quarters as good it'll be fine. Yeah. Like Marvel I I don't really, really worry about Marvel movies. I mean, come on, we talked about in before the preamble that Black Panther just crossed one billion dollars worldwide and it is the biggest movie in this year so far. And the yeah. only one that has a real chance of out of killing it is probably Solo and Infinity War.
2: Yeah. The
0: only two that have a chance, I think. Um, so on Facebook, Kirkbeck says he saw the Netflix presentation of the outsider with Jared Leto. Uh, it was like uh, 1950s time. He said, if you like the Cusa and Warring families, there's a good four to five stars. Um, and it says there's a, there's a good, there's a good love interest and there's one or two holy shit moments. So check that out. If you get the chance, um, um, I know fact, that. I'll check out anything. I, mean, I got plenty of time right now. Uh,
2: Xander was, or was it? Who was it? Uh, Xander was talking about uh, Penny Dreadful. Penny, I yeah. love Penny Dreadful. That was fun. That, that was.
0: was... On my list. I love. Uh, who's the lead actor in that? The guy who was in uh, Black Hawk Down. Which was yeah. The one movie ever. Um, if you if you like... like, my brain is not braining.
1: I? Can't brain either. Yeah. No.
0: Um. Google, I can only me. think
1: of Helena Bonham Carter that's it. Hold on. Which is the lady.
2: If oh. you like oh, yeah. typical yeah, I... monster movies with werewolves and all that stuff, Josh Hartnett.
0: Uh, Josh Hartnett, yeah. yeah. I love Josh Hartnett because he's a guy who just does what he wants. Yeah. Like they wanted him to be Batman. He's like, No, nah, I don't want to be Batman. I'll do what I want. That's awesome. I I respect that in an actor, and he's He's good in every role I've seen him in. Even like the bit party played in Sin City, he was good.
2: Was, Penny Diesel was amazing. Just the look and the way they twisted on old style horror monsters, you know, like vampires and werewolves and you know Frankenstein and all that stuff was really good. It had some really spooky stuff, and you know, it, it had some pretty like wow, that's pretty freaking creepy. But it was really, really cool. Yeah. I really liked it. Oh, yeah. I I kind of sucks that it ended, but they let the series end though. They didn't cancel it. It got an ending, which was good. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Not, not from a business standpoint, but I feel like from an artistic standpoint, you should let every series end, even yes. a small series like Birds of Prey. if you guys remember from back in the day? Got a chance to come back for a two-hour movie to end everything.
2: Uh, what is it? Um, what's the every, Netflix every series movie should doing?
0: Get that chance.
1: That's Everyone how I feel. A, a series should have a beginning, a middle, and an end, no matter how well it does. But when it does really well, they want to keep milking that cash cow. So they, you know, they they overextend the writers beyond the ideas that they already had, and they just totally shoot the thing to shit, like they did with Lost.
0: Well, look I at, don't at Battlestar black Star, Look at enough, uh, Babylon Five.
1: Babylon Five was the same way. He had
0: five seasons planned. He's like, "We're not going to give you a fifth season." He's like, "Well, fuck! I'm going to condense the fifth season into." The fourth season, it was still really good, but then the fifth season came out, and it sort of like was, well, he was just,
1: wait a minute,
0: yeah, the, well, it was above going through the motions, but it was closer to going through the motions than the high of the fourth season, Jesus.
1: Yeah.
0: Well,
2: it's yeah. like, um, what was it, Sense8, if you, Sense8, yeah. Sense8 it's too
0: expensive to produce, and yeah. they, like, it doesn't matter how popular it was, you can't afford to produce it, but they
2: they did give it a two-hour finale.
0: Okay, Fair. Like yeah, it, I was
2: like, yes, give me a finale. That's all I would really ask for.
0: All I want is finale. Like, it, yeah, I, I go back to it because it's on my mind. It helped a lot with Birds of Prey. My my ex and I watched that. We loved that series. Was it great? No, but it was one of the first superhero series on TV in the sort of the modern times. It was not the high school bullshit drama of Smallville. It
2: was
0: <laughs> good fun, and it got a two-hour finale. I'm like, all right, the series ended. We feel like it ended. We got completion out of it. Yeah. There's so many series I've seen part of that, you know, something happened and I couldn't finish it. Like, say, Burn Notice. I got through so many seasons and I just couldn't, like, USA fuck something up or my TVO fuck something up. I'll blame my TVO And I couldn't get through the end of it. And it feels sort of incomplete in my soul because I haven't seen the end of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's still a good series.
0: Oh, yeah. Burn Notice was great. Yeah. I feel like it probably should end it long before it did, but... Yeah. It was good. (laughs) Hindsight 2020.
1: Those ones that just dragged out. Leverage had an awesome ending.
0: Uh, Yeah, I have the first season of Leverage. I've watched clips here and there. I love everything I see, but it is... The first season is occasionally kind of awkward, painful to watch. There are things here and there that are just like, Oh, God, next scene, please, next scene. Okay, we're good.
1: In general, uh, that, though, I, I enjoyed the entire series from oh, yeah, pilot yeah, yeah. To, uh, to final episode.
0: Oh, yeah. They, they made interesting characters who were sort of against stereotypes. You yeah, I thought
1: it would make a great R- RPG group. Uh, there is. Group, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: Margaret Mar- Mar- Weiss Productions did an RPG of it.
2: Yeah, there is an <laughs> RPG of it.
1: Like That's the, awesome.
0: The key with an RPG is stick preservation. Elliot's the hitter, you know... Sophie is the con is the main con woman. You know, you, you, if you sh- preserve a stick of anyone, you could run that game in anything modern times. Mm-hmm. But we can do that in another role-playing thing when we're talking about stick preservation. It's maybe the most important part of RPGs. But I think we're a far topic for media section.
1: Uh-huh. Jesus, <laughs> probably Drifting, done. Drifting. Well, it's the end anyways. So we have come to the 8.30... Uh... Uh, time of our show, which is nine thirty. The, the, the proper time zone. <laughs> I'm a
2: little rambly, to be honest. You're we a need little,
1: something.
2: you're, yeah. Well, it was a good episode. Um, guys, remember, next week we are going to be doing, um, I'm going to be singing. I'm um, not sure what we're going to talk about, uh, but we will uh, not be on the week after that because of the DepthCon. Uh, um,
0: topics at us. If you have something you want us to ramble on about, yeah. by all means, Throw it at us, yeah. yeah send, be us, send in. us
1: a Facebook message. Tell us,
0: yeah. The main podcast. I mean, I'll even do it for minis and movies if you want it. If you want something specific talked about in a small format, uh, I'll ramble on for a half an hour about whatever you want, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> wait, well, yeah. If there's something you want us to look at and review or discuss about, like someone brought up Mompoc, I can't wait for it. That's something we can talk about. Um, yeah. give, we'll give your opinion. Trust it. We will. We'll
0: talk about it after the podcast. <laughs> I hate something you talked about afterwards Okay,
2: uh, so other than that guys um, Take care of yourself Stay out of trouble We're out Out Bye-bye Why
0: am I drinking more? This is a bad call no. <laughs>
2: I, no. I, I I I get all my beer
0: I I have two slices of pizza I will heat up as soon as I can stumble down the stairs
2: yeah, I got one of my beers I got most of that miniature painted I just put some grass huh? on it
0: not bad I'm just I like I wouldn't drive like fuck, not even like no. <laughs>